life. Okay, I'm gonna that. Yep. You. You, you. Hello, good people. <clears throat> Pardon me. My name is 4KJ. This is the For the Stress Podcast. How are you good folks doing? I am joined always by my good brother, Frankie Metals, a.k.a. El Capitan, a.k.a. El Cap, a.k.a. Capslock, a.k.a. The Backwood Ninja, a.k.a. The Left, a.k.a. The Savior, a.k.a. Texas Frankie, a.k.a. The Segway King. How are you, beloved? Frankie gave me a thumbs up. That means excelente. So for this episode, we have a very special guest in the in the studio this evening. Um, I've been following this young woman for quite some time now, watching her movement, watching all of the very dope things she's doing in the city. I'll say our sisterly our sisterly city of North New Jersey. Miss um, Naomi from Zion Park is here. How are you, beloved? I'm doing great. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm doing great. It's been a good year, 2022. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout out to all of the good things and the great things. I'm very happy that you're here. Been wanting to talk to you for a while now, so I'm glad you are able to sit down, chop it up with us today. But before we get into the get into church announcements. <laughs> Follow the show on everything, Instagram, for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal news. You can follow at So What Game CO for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend and all that good shit like that there. Now, you want to rap? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm not okay. right now. Not all right, right now. All right. So we asked we asked Naomi before the mics went hot if she wanted to rap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's good. I'm more of like a singer. I'm on my Dirk shit. You know, like the. I'm, you could do that too. You want to? You want to? I mean, Dirk got a fire album out right now. So if you just want to ride that wave, you can do that too. All right. No. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. We'll, we, we, you know, she said y'all not ready, so we gonna chill. So. Um, I heard about your organization, Zion Park. Shout out to beloved Nev, good brother. Yeah. He put the bug in my ear about uh, Zion Park, and he just kept saying, "Yo, they're doing dope work over there. They're doing dope work over there." And then I kept hearing it from other people, like, "Yeah, you know, I was doing some work with Zion Park. Zion Park has a event space." And all I kept asking is, "What the hell is Zion Park?" I had no clue what it was. And now I'm glad that you're here so you can educate myself and everyone else who may not know what Zion Park is. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, yes, yeah, shout out to my brother Nevin. Mm -hmm. um, he's such a great powerhouse within Jersey City, but Zion Park um, 
it came it originated in 2020 right i feel like 2020 was the year where a lot of people um as the pandemic came a lot of people were beginning to discover themselves and discover passions that's a fact um that they wanted to do um especially when it came to like entrepreneurial journeys Mm -hmm. so i had just well okay so i was talking to my best friend right this is 2019 like i'm gonna rewind a little bit 2019 i was talking to my best friend we was both working at the same um like group home i worked at a group home and i kept telling her i'm like i'm gonna have six figures by the end of the year like <laughs> i'm gonna have six Man, figures yeah, like i just kept speaking like yeah. more of my entrepreneurial journey like into existence however right i went to school for sociology and political science mm-hmm. so i was hall um, and that's where I really got my grounds into like activism. But I've always been working in the community like since I was a child. Cause mm-hmm. honestly, truth be told, I'm a pastor's kid. Both my parents are pastors. Oh, so you you had no choice to work, <laughs> but to work in the community. Yeah. So and especially my my church was right in the middle of South Orange Avenue in Newark, between South Tenth and South Eleventh, right across the street from Ambassadors, right down the street from. Um, oh, you was in the, the trenches. Yeah, we was right. <laughs> we was right in the middle. Yeah, of Yeah, I know. Listen, pause for the cause. If y'all are familiar with Newark, one thing they will always say about Newark: watch out for the number blocks. Yeah. So the number blocks are, um, yeah, the number blocks are uh, peculiar. Let's just say that. So for you to have a church there and grow up there is a testament to you. Shout out to you and your parents because that is a journey, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, it was it was rough, and it was like the early two thousands too. I feel like now that we kind of are in like the twenty, the like the this decade or whatever mm-hmm. we need to really reflect on how crazy the early 2000s was it was like, a wild time especially when it came to like just violence or like not not to discredit what's happening now but like just like the streets was so raw back then like the yeah right and i'm a late 90s baby because i came i was born in 97 so like <sighs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, she just made me feel old though. Shit. <laughs> because we from what? The eighties. I'm eighty seven. See? We seen enough we seen enough of the nineties. We were four or five years old seeing the nineties. Yeah. And then boom. Six, three, four, mm. two thousand. Yeah. So you you're not pretty. Yeah, so you got to see the back end of the nineties violence and everything that came with that all the way into the 2000s so that's a that's a very strenuous circumstance so but i mean like you can't never you can't never take back what what storyline you was just placed in as a character no no, it it, it defines you it helps you grow as an individual so that's good so I mean that's that's kind of where I marked the history back to like to like a point where I felt that I was being propelled to work within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents they were like radical pastors. We, my mom and my dad had organized a large march um, that connected the communities like a protest like march like event. That was probably one of my earliest memories. Um, it's just marching when I was like a little kid. Like, wow! And it was alongside this big event that my mom had put together. And I'm like, okay, that was like one of my first impressions. And then, um, unfortunately, my father had passed away in 2005. Oh, my condolences. So, yeah, so I was eight. And um, the only thing that I really had left of him was his, like, political science books. Because mm-hmm. he went to Fordham. And just remembering my family being very, like, 
oh black power and mm -hmm. like know your history and we celebrated kwanzaa and then also too my parents were are, are like a generation my mom had me at 41 so like it's like oh, a wow. lot of like interconnected just pieces but i say that all that to say that around like um 2014 um, my mom has started a nonprofit called Sunday's Hope, and it was supposed to work with rehabilitating young black men, especially mm. within the community, because one thing like growing up over there, everybody called my mom mom. It was like we used to the church used to be full of like gang members like on, on Wednesday night. And like just one time, like people was dropping their guns off at the pulpit and stuff. So it was like powerful work. But my mom had started a nonprofit only for like a couple years later. Um, her building to be bought out by redevelopers in the West Ward of Newark. Um, she just, you know, like it was they're trying to rebuild that whole block, right? So I'm already mad about it because I'm like, this is like where my parents, you know, started where they were doing and like having the memory with my dad or whatever. So I always had this vision to like buy back that building, <laughs> like really for real, for real, because even to this day, it's still not being used. So 2020, when I had some time to like actually sit down and think about what I wanted to do, I was reminded of this vacant lot that kind of sits right across the street from where my parents' old church used to be. Um, and I remember as a little kid, a little badass little church kid, you sneak out after church and you go over to the playground, like that little abandoned park. So they didn't really do nothing with it since my whole life. Like literally, it's just been there. So in 2020, I had... Um, heard about the Love Your Block mini grants program that was being sponsored by the city of Newark. I had just quit my job because I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make something work. And um, I had used the grant money that I got to start the Zion Park project. And the idea of it was to transform this abandoned lot into a functional space within the community off the basis of wanting to like really rehabilitate the community and have a for us by us project that would directly combat the gentrification that was to happen eventually in the West Ward because they were just starting to mess with downtown at this point they wasn't really trying to get like work their way up to like where the like the trenches actually was so they was working downtown and then that yeah probably like downtown and ironbound but they wasn't messing with the west ward they still not they they trying they're trying to but i was just like okay so we need something that's gonna either well do two things right preserve the culture of that immediate area because there is a beautiful culture that lives inside of these little inner city hubs that we don't you know we, we overlook mm -hmm. and then also too would encourage social mobility um so that eventually when gentrification does make its way up to this area at least you know we can kind of have this like way that we can make it so that the citizens would be able to meet the demands of the new city um and that's really how Zion Park came to light because it was supposed to be just this place where people can express themselves and be free and like the community can use it to build their businesses and struggling artists can use it as a place to hold events and like we can really just make the change within the community and that's where Zion Park came from um, inspired by the song Zion <laughs> by Lauren Hill <laughs> so I had took that idea of just like a heavenly city or like a place after like sorrow a place after discrimination a place after capitalism a place after like this hypothetical almost ideology of like what 
it would it look like if we all just got along mm. <laughs> like a mini like heaven on earth and that was my idea for zion park um a little bit there's it's so multifaceted but that was really like the real inspiration behind it that's that's yeah that's that's oh you said a lot there um um i'm interested you said a, a few things that i kind of want to delve into but first and foremost um congratulations for even having that vision and then implementing it because that is something that takes a lot of courage that takes a lot of um wherewithal because you know everyone says you know i want to do something for my community i want to build something in my community i want to help my community and then nothing gets done so for you being a young woman from the community who grew up in the community to be like no i'm going to change this that's very admirable so shout out to you for that because that's not well, i mean we're seeing it more like to your point about 2020 being the year that people kind of tapped into their passions I, I have personally seen a lot of that but for you to take it that far is is super dope so shout out to you for that um damn i don't you said so much i don't know where else to i don't know where to go next so we're gonna go a little out of order so up until this point what has been the response from zion park like has the community took into it has the community been like nah we need more like what has the response been from the community itself because that's more important right so the response has been crazy um the response has been crazy but one critique that i always give myself well one thing that i'm planning to do more in the future is is, is and the prime example is my plan for it this summer i was getting a little bit frustrated because i was getting people from everywhere like i'm talking about like the power of social media is crazy like i'm not gonna lie it's really like you can really the power of social media is crazy and i've learned that through zion park but I was starting to get a little frustrated because I'm like, well, I'm not really meeting the needs of the immediate community. Like I had this had came about in um, 2020, right, where George Floyd and like that uprising of protest and just people take it to the streets. Now, mm -hmm. now white people know they're racist. Like, right, goddamn, right. like, <laughs> but it was like it had took that long. And like I was really riding off the the wave of like the protest and I, everybody wants to get involved. And then also on top of the pandemic. So so everybody has time like mm -hmm. to do stuff like this and everybody cares so i was getting everywhere statewide people just coming coming and then i had noticed i'm like okay you know like this is cool we're getting a lot of investors we're getting a lot of money we're, we're building a basis for what we can do right so i was like you know what i think i'm gonna start investing in a community to get like have the pop-up shops and that was where the black market um pop-up shops every week bi-weekly had came about because i'm like all right so i see that this person has a business but they don't have a place to be you know a vendor at they don't have a place or a store yet mm -hmm. they need a platform to you know like to grow their businesses so that it can help them right mm -hmm. so that was the, the a majority of the response that i was getting but then also too like when we had started giving out clothes and like we had worked with a dismantled homelessness project mm -hmm. um we had started giving away resources and like survival kits that was when we really brought out the community okay. and that was when i was like okay so now it's time to do a needs assessment because what i don't want is clout 
What mm. I don't want is, okay, social media, like, we look good, we do this, we do that. I'm like, if I'm not touching the heart and soul of the people, then I wish I'd just hold shit down. Because it's not it's not effective, and it's not what I want to do, right? Can, can we... That's... You said something very interesting. Because that is not something common that I hear, that people don't want clout. Most people... Clout is dangerous. Clout is very dangerous. <laughs> clout is extremely dangerous. And so for you to have that self-awareness, like, I want to explore that just for a little bit. Like, what, what made you feel like, you know, essentially fuck clout? I became a hypocrite. Hmm. And as an individual who, like, really cares for my soul and cares for, like, my spiritual journey, I didn't feel like once you start getting too popular off of something that you're not doing then you're a hypocrite so it was like a personal like fight keeping me up at night you Mm -hmm. know like that's that's why i was like i'll never like with with come when you do social work or you do work within the community Mm -hmm. it's so easy to become a hero it's so easy for people to know who you are and you know you everybody is every time you go somewhere people are saying oh i love what you're doing with your work you're such a kind like they can say all these things but Uh like if your fruit don't speak for Uh what you're supposed to be growing then you yourself you don't have nothing like so that's a bar by the way <laughs> your fruit has to speak for you your fruit like, has to speak that's a bar and then it had got to a point where i had nothing to do but let my fruit speak like let what i was doing speak for myself and i think that was really when i got to the point where i was like yo like if it's not serving the purpose that it was created for then i don't want it but i'm gonna let you guys see what i'm actually doing I'm going to let you guys see that, you know, Naomi Stevens is not at the front and foremost, even though, you know, like I'm the one that put this idea together, but you can see the people. And then I get stories back from people whose lives were like changed just by walking over the threshold of the gate. Like I've had people that have come just to meet there with me and they start breaking down in tears. And I've had like some actual individual people like working through their own emotions. And that was when I was like, you know what, this is actually more spiritual than it is like physical and then once you start dealing with the spirit realm you can't play with the work that you're doing and then that was when i was like yeah it's up i have to be the judge of the work that i do first and that's why i say like it's not about the clout it's not about all the people that i can see what we're doing if i can actually do the work to change one person's life that would be enough for me like what was do you remember the moment that you realized you were making an impact It was probably, I'm not gonna lie, it was probably like this year. Um, because I am battling gentrification in that area, mm-hmm. um, I knew at some point the city was gonna start looking in that block um, and looking towards like what, what could happen in terms of redevelopment. And then also having like, yeah, just like I had went over there after the winter time like you know what was that like february we had went over there and i saw that the whole block was turned was torn down mm. and then that was when i was like yo like it's really it like it's coming like these big developments they're coming like and i felt a conviction in myself because i'm like i don't think i'm working fast enough but that same day that i was informed that you know like the city was going to be looking to buy the property I went out there to meet um, these two young women that had started their own nonprofit, and they told me they were like, 
Zion Park was really the inspiration behind it. Like they had came to one of the events that we did to free Mamua, um, the Free Mall that I had par partnered with Nevin to do. Um, and they said that that really changed their whole scope and their whole trajectory of like life. And it, it, it caused it. They, they wanted to do more like, and then that was when I was like, you know what? And these, these girls were coming from Sussex County. That was really the moment where I was like, yeah, and I can't give up because people really are fucking with this. Like this is really changing people's lives. And then that was when I was like, yeah, we, we're making an impact. And this summer we got some crazy stuff lined up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's, that's shout out to you for that. Shout out to you for that. Um, you know, we often talk about, because, you know, this is a very Jersey City show, but, you know, gentrification is happening everywhere. So, being from North, how has gentrification affected your city? I mean, I'm, you just said, you know, the developers knocked down a bunch of buildings. They're trying to creep up into the trenches. How, how is that, you know, how is that process in North? Yeah. I just want to say first shout out to Jersey City because I have a real, I have a love for Jersey City. It was one, it was a one point where like, I was really in Jersey City like almost every day. Well, <laughs> like, shout out to you because we love a dope Jersey city. city. Jersey City is really tough. Yeah. I love going to like, Jersey City is really tough. Yeah. I love going to like the pier and stuff like that. But gentrification in terms of it affecting our community in Newark. I'm sorry. Damn it, Frankie. Go ahead. I watch from all the way across the room. Damn it, Frankie. That's the one thing that is going to go on. Damn it. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's cool. Gentrification and how it's affecting Newark really is... Um, it's kind of like the sad, the, the sad picture where you see this big property development right next to like a crack house. Like the juxtaposition of just like the two structures... Um, and kind of like how this new is being built while this old is fading. And that's really what you're seeing right now. You're seeing people that are literally getting kicked out of their homes or like you're seeing people that are being displaced. And I think it's, it's really sad. Mm. <laughs> it's sad because we, we have, you hear about cities where like these big um, housing or affordable housing complexes were torn down mm. and that caused individuals, I believe specifically in Chicago, but like it caused, indi caused individuals from like opposing hoods to like right. come so, together yeah. and that increased the violence. Right. So it's like, it's not too soon before that's going to start happening in places like Newark, like, because where are these people going to go if, even if they, like, they can't afford the housing. So the way that it's happening in Jersey City is, it's really, it's crazy too. Like, maybe you can educate me a little bit more on that too, because um, I did work with Jersey City. I did a protest in Jersey City last year, but like, I just, I feel like you, this city is the, we can really learn from you in terms of Newark, like. I mean, as far as gentrification over here, they have, um, increase their efforts so to speak um they once our mayor kind of got the green light it was just essentially party time. party time like he started downtown and then just every month or so just cre kind of started creeping up downtown. more and more and more and he let a lot of developers and i think uh, one of the biggest problems is that um minority homeowners black brown were selling their home for 
not even a fraction of the value. And then the developer will come in and buy it, knock it down, and then, you know, build whatever. And it happens slowly. Like, I, this is his third term, our mayor's third term, and so what, 10 years, some shit like that? And it's just been happening steadily and slowly. So much so that by the time the community realizes what's going on, the building's built already. And then you got some white people walking around with dogs and shit, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) When we was on our way over here, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It seems like every time I come over here, it's just something different. Yeah, because it's right now, like we are, like if, if you want to learn anything from Jersey City, like get in contact with these developers as soon as you can. You all right? All right. <laughs> like get in contact with these developers as soon as you can. Be, and I'm saying that because... You know, some people say, well, fuck the developers, fuck the developers. I get that. But we don't have the money. Yeah. They got the money. So as like yourself, as a community leader, because that's what you are, whether you like it or not, you're a community leader. I know you don't like the, but you are what you are. It is what it is. As a community leader, you have the influence to say, hey, look, I run a, an event space. I run a community garden here. How can your building benefit the community garden? How can the community community garden benefit your building? Because there has to be some type of uh, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it has to be. Like, we didn't do that. Yeah. So, and especially in our, like, you know what the hill is. So the hill is predominantly black. And our community leaders didn't do that at all. Okay. They were just like, how much you how much you want for this building? Right, and then it's just going. All right, here, yeah, no problem. So there was no there was no give backs to the community. So I will say for for yourself and anyone else in Norco or any other city, if you have any measure of influence where people listen to you, run up on these developers and talk to them. Like, look, we have no problem with y'all being here. But y'all need to have y'all need to have some type of give back to the community because you're you have twelve to seventeen hundred dollar rent and the community can't afford that. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, they're stripping away the very fabric of the community without caring. And a lot of that is because they just don't know. They're looking at it as a numbers game. They're not looking at it from a very um from a human level and how it affects people who have lived there for four generations yeah it's like um what is it colonization over here it's like, nah. yeah it, not, it's not real shit like it's, <laughs> well, it's for real for real no it really is no so it's like that's that's what I will offer just you know if you can if you have the opportunity to, to even speak with a developer nah but we we do honestly and that's why I'm glad that you're that you said this because it's almost just like speaking into existence as to how this summer is going to go for Zion Park. Like I said, I really had that moment in 2021 where, well, actually, like, I'm not even going to, like, sit here and lie. Like, my, in summer of 2021, my mom and, like, my siblings and everybody Mm -hmm. packed up my childhood home and moved to Texas. Wow. And I stayed here for Zion Park because Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what? Like, I can't leave. So that was when it was like, it's really all or nothing at this point. Like, yeah, you don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Yeah. So like in those months of me, like kind of going through the the recollection process and like sitting here and trying to like 
make sense of this journey that I'm I'm on now, mm-hmm. right? It was like, yeah, like this year we really gotta come with some some firepower. Like this is the this I don't have nothing to lose for real, for real, but to fight for my people and to fight for the progression of of my people. Like it it's so many cases and scenarios where like I'll be talking to my friends or whatever and I'm putting them on game like just off the strength of me going to school and it's like it's not that I'm shaming nobody for going to school or whatever but it's like if I'm able to take this education and this information digest it and bring it to my people then let me do that like if I have to be the vehicle for that then I'll do it so even in terms of like speaking up now to like developers I was able to do to a a good friend of mine like an organization that I worked with called Norcan um they put us on to the zoning board meetings so like what do we do we sit there in the zoning board meetings like we have access to to everything that's on the website that's why i really be like zion park is really a direct response to gentrification because as we grow within our community we are going to be the check and balance because everything needs to have a check and balance so if they want to because honestly in the scope of things like I, i think it was jay-z or somebody that said like like something along the lines like gentrification is not really bad if you're if the black people if, if our people if our community is like the ones that are investing right. into these buildings and stuff like right. that and that was kind of the the notion that i was going to in creating like this place because i'm all for understanding that a lot of times the money that's leaked out of these black urban communities mm-hmm. is through the culture that we create like Absolutely. no funny shit the way that these people be blowing up off of the way that we be talking like our sayings like our little slang and stuff that's it's cultivated like just a group of kids that's just sitting there like tiktok tiktok doing you know like doing anything and it's like well why are we not investing in that why are why is your even though your business it, you might say it's small and like you have an llc or whatever mm-hmm. like but you got to think in the larger scope of things and that really does take you sitting here investing into your community like you have the prime like opportunity to sit here and invest in the community invest in your youth invest in the culture that's coming out of it because that's where i feel like we a lot of our pennies and stuff leak out like yeah, I will say that there is a it's a very it's strange to me that, you know, people in our community become successful on any level and then leave the community they're from. Yeah. And like you said, you had the self-awareness to be like, OK, I'm going to get this knowledge and get this education. I'm going to give it back to my people to help them combat outside forces that they may not understand fully. And what I've seen is that people get the knowledge whether it be from education finance real estate whatever the case may be and then go move to west bubble fuck and be like i don't know any of y'all anymore so i say all that to say when in situations like that who do you think the responsibility lays on is it our community for not educating each other or is it you know, the gentrifiers, for lack of a better word, coming in and just taking whatever is available. Ooh, you might not like the way I respond to this one. Well, let's do it. <laughs> I really feel like at some point, it's it's the accountability of, of ourselves. It's the responsibility of ourselves. Like, we can continue to blame outside forces for our internal problems. Mm-hmm. And the, the truth and the harsh reality is the fact that 
it is like it starts with the colonization it starts with the gentrifiers it starts with these people that's coming in here but also too our borders are not strong enough Right. Like, realistically speaking, if we want to actually take this into a historical context, Zion Park and projects like it, that's guerrilla warfare. Like, we're sitting here mm-hmm. and we're taking advantage. Like, we're building our borders. We're building up our people. We're educating our people because it's like we we should be strong enough that when these opposing forces are coming in that we they, they know not to mess with us. Right. Like, we should really be like that, but, but we're not. So, it's like, I love the idea of like the community coming together and building up itself within itself and i think that's why i love accountability within our community so much because it's like you know what i'm not gonna i'm gonna transition from this from this mentality to to make my freedom within my space and me as an individual first and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take the necessary work to heal myself to become well mentally to educate myself and stuff like that and then go affect someone else's life like go teach somebody what you know go go do that like putting accountability on our part it brings about effective change because it's like we we can't keep screaming and yelling in these people's faces they're not going to give it to us like yeah, they don't really they're care they're not going to give it to us they don't care at the end of the day. they're not going to give it to us they're not going to care they're not going to change anything for real for real we just have to be the change like um that's how I feel. So I do feel like it's the responsibility of us. You know, like if you do get your education and you are working and you're you're doing this stuff, like don't forget about where you came from because you forget about where you came from. You really you forget about the mission. You forget about the reason why you wanted to make it out anyway for real, for real. No, and I and I absolutely agree and I and I'm very um not even very I 100% agree with your answer and it is sometimes it could be misconstrued as you like talking down to your community or it could be misinterpreted as like respectability politics or some some goofy shit like that but like you said it's up to us to build these borders and with a project like Zion Park um, and getting and having that community support and having the connections to or even the the know-how to like all right i'm just sitting in a zone meeting i'm gonna sit like it's, it's been countless times where me and frankie be talking and i'll be like yo you can go to the town hall meetings you know that right or you can sit in on the city council meetings and i'll have dudes from the hood like yo what you can do that yeah it's free you don't yeah. so it's like just something simple like that that our community just doesn't know that you can call your representative if you have a problem for real, for real. You can run down on a mayor and be like, yo fam, they ain't pick up trash in two weeks. I just or, feel like we're so used to being unheard. True. We talk. Yeah. True. And that's, thank you, Frankie. Want us to go. Yeah, but I think at a certain point, it's like, so yep, like you were saying, like we kind of have to shake that shit off. Like, yes, we, we were groom to be behind the eight ball we were groomed to be 10 steps behind all the all the, all all the time but with the power of technology and social media enabled and so much information being shared at the, the uh, at a tweet or instagram post like at a certain point there's no excuse like either you don't want to know or you know and just don't want to share 
So it's it's interesting to me that um not even interesting, but it's dope that you have that accountability, that you have that um self awareness in yourself to know, okay, if I don't do something or if I don't share this knowledge that I have, no one else is gonna share it. And we're gonna be stuck in the same cycle that we're all trying to break or that we would like to break. Yeah. It's some real shit. It's some real shit. It's some real shit. But the thing is, though, and what I like about Design Park Project is we're going to have fun with it. We are going to, like, the process of... Because the process of healing in general it is is a both light and dark right mm-hmm. it takes the okay yes you're self-expressive you can create but then it also takes the knit and grit like the really sitting with yourself and sometimes like gotta sitting put there the work crying in. yeah, yeah gotta put the work all in. day or addressing those parts of yourself where you know you're not the best right mm-hmm. so if i can't tell you right that you if i can't read the constitution to you and say all of this political knowledge and education to you i can tell you i can have a relatable conversation with you and tell you about you know like talk to you about what you're feeling like, right how how are you healing from all of this like i remember and yo i was in jersey city too right i was in jersey city and like I don't know. I used to be out here. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to divulge any information to incriminate yourself. It's all good. We already know how Jersey City is. I was sitting talking with like said individuals, right? And it's like, okay, so I'm like in Seton Hall, right? I was a little college student, right? I'm coming right out of class or whatever. Like I had came over here to meet up with some friends. Like I'm sitting in the hood, like so I'm talking to her niggas, like right. and like the knowledge that I was getting and the game that I was being put on. Yeah. I was like, this is political science right here. This is like how the streets operate, how the streets move. Mm-hmm. Is like, it's political science. That's that's right there. So you already have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it's being said to you, you can't read with like, you know, like go back into these textbooks and all that stuff. You read what like these white people have wrote like this down, but it's like, you got the knowledge. You know, and, and that's that's great that you say that because I tell people all the time, like, the only difference between the streets and politics is the language. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really all the same shit for real, for real. Yeah. And when I, like, like you, like, I'm a news junkie. So I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll be on some weirdo shit and watch C-SPAN for, like, 12 hours. So just something weird. But I, I'm just into politics because it's really just the street. On a different level, yeah. and the language is different. They use different terms, but it's just like the same thing. Like, and I had a conversation. Shout out to you, bro. I'm not gonna say your name, but shout out to you. Um, we were talking about like when Trump got elected. We were talking about that, and we had the whole conversation in like drug terms, mm-hmm. like br- like just breaking it down in drug mm-hmm. terms. And we were talking and just building for like two hours, just straight talking politics, but just in street terms. And that just lit a light bulb in my head. Like, yo, this shit is really all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. And they just, because the system is how it is, they just create these barriers to make it look like something else. Like it's, oh, this is different. You don't have any, no. All you have to do is learn the language. Yeah. But like the thing is though, right? And this is where we really like put the American America under a, a, like a microscope, is because 
the language that's written is sometimes even too archaic that even the people at that level can't fact. interpret. Like, that's a fact. When I was in my constitutional law classes, like, I really was on some real shit. Like, bro, we just need to throw the whole constitution away. Like, because y'all don't even know what it means at this point. They y'all don't. going back and forth with all these interpretations. They don't. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and promote domestic tranquility, mm-hmm. provide for the common defense. Like, what does this even... This it is means, poetry. It like, means nothing. It, it means nothing because these are not even written in concrete terms. You guys have used this whole idea of liberation and just y'all y'all went away with a pen and yeah. y'all just the, the constitution <laughs> is more of a loose guideline yeah. rather than a set of laws and what's funny about what you said is that you know i watch you know certain people call themselves constitutionalists and patriots and all that shit and they don't even know the constitution has been changed like 40 something times yeah. so it's like you talking to me about what the constitution says but and oh we can't change the constitution this is what it is the constitution has been changed some of these people don't even know each state has a constitution it's like uh, it's been amended amended amended. that's the word but the thing is though no funny shit when you really do look at articles that are inside of the constitution a lot of them still justify like slavery and then they're still like there like they they never took it out like i don't quote me on this, but quote me on this. I really feel like it's somewhere in Article 2, like Section 8 of something mm-hmm. that I had read that because slavery in the United States was supposed to end at like slave trade, meaning like it coming in was supposed to end after a certain point. Mm-hmm. So slavery was supposed to be is literally protected in the Constitution until a certain time period. Like, and that's still there. So mm-hmm. they amended it, but you can still really go back and look and yeah, be like, yeah, let's still like it still justifies it. So like what are we doing people like what are we really doing like <laughs> it don't no, it don't make sense no and, it, and it's and listen i'm rolling like and there's so many layers to it and i just think the important part about all of that is making sure our people have that knowledge right so they know that yes the game is rigged through and through front to back the game is rigged however we still have tools to fight back we still have there are still loopholes that we can work within around or through to make things work in our favor to make our lives 14th and 15th amendment there you go are we telling people all the time like that's all we gonna get that's (laughs) That's all we gonna get for real for real so like but we have it Mm -hmm. and if you really work within like how it's explained and Mm -hmm. we really break down that interpretation we can use that to our advantage a lot like how do you think we could use that to our advantage well with regards to like the idea of citizenship right Mm -hmm. one thing that i really had to was like a struggle and a self-discovery for me is that being somebody who's black in america and not like i don't know no ties to any like african country or like mm-hmm. any like caribbean like my family history as far as it goes back so like it's coping with that the grip gripping with the fact that damn that means i'm really fucking american too like yeah. <laughs> i'm really american like and then growing up in elizabeth they used to call me american i used to be like wait like yeah no you're american i'd be like that's really fucked up like i'm really american no like, that but that's the truth <laughs> that's it's, really it's, the it's truth. a it's a lot of us who don't know who can't trace like i'm with you i can't trace my history <laughs> my history goes back as far as maybe georgia okay and after that it all gets fuzzy yeah so 
to for me i'm just i'm a black american there's nothing else i can be there's nothing else i could be but with that comes a true knowledge of the power that you have because like they really can't say nothing like because that means that i'm like you've justified me being a citizen you've justified me being here right so like as an american i'm gonna take advantage of every single liberty that they say and even if you really sit here and try to stop me but that's the thing it's like they really sit here and try to stop us from achieving a quote-unquote american dream like you really sit here yeah you feel me like you don't teach that to our children you don't teach that that oh you can do anything that you put your mind to do that's not like really instilled and then regardless if it's if it's taught we don't see it mm-hmm. we don't see it because there's such heavy cyclic poverty cyclic poverty and like systemic institutional like race racism for i did a really powerful essay one time it was called the hood the hood niggas n-e-g-u-s mm-hmm. um and basically like south of kendrick lamar yeah <laughs> where no for real and i really <laughs> did i really did play him in front of my whole entire class right. like and like i really had this thing like where i was explaining to well like in my thesis it was really explaining as to how like you know like our black men are really kings like they're really powerful appreciate and like no for real for real like they're really kings and they're really powerful but like in terms of the way that society has been structured especially living in a society that literally was built on race on on racism Mm -hmm. classism on slavery like how by withdrawing that power from the black man it in essence perpetuates the cycle that's destroying our community Mm -hmm. so it was really a call to action like even um i had put a point in the paper where the cost to have a prisoner um a day well a cost to keep a prisoner for a year is like the same amount that you would they would pay for a slave like um for a slave it was something around like forty thousand dollars a year like Mm. and i'm like so the numbers just translate and we have to see how it just keeps history keeps repeating itself like that shit is really crazy but i really believe and even the way that well zion park has a branch underneath it now that focuses specifically on like the uplifting of black men Uh uh-huh um just because i just feel like it starts it starts with loving on our black men and like letting them know that you know like you're capable of achieving the american dream as well because i feel like you know women we go to school you know like we we're able a little bit more passable like even though we do have like our hardships and i'll never never speak against it but like for men it's like my brother had explained to me like what it's like being a black man because he like the six four with dreads like mm-hmm. he was like it's like wearing a freddie mask like being born with a Freddie mask on, yeah. where everybody's just naturally scared of you. Like, That's a fact. And That's a fact. you just have to like have your guard up, even if you're not a killer. You still, you know, have like that mask on. Yeah. And I was like, that would be frightening for me. That means that I would never really want to chase my dreams and pursue my passions. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I mean, I I will say as a I've been black for I've been a black man for 34 years. So, I'm here to say that it, it is very fucking hard. Um I I deeply genuinely appreciate you saying that because um we do walk I know for me and I and I know other black men who also feel this way. So, I'm feel comfortable speaking for them as well that we do walk around with that paranoia, yeah. with that fear that if I get too happy, someone's going to take me out. If I try to pursue my dreams too much, someone's going to take me out. Something's going to happen. That constant paranoia of I can't 
enjoy my life too much because someone's going to get upset so it's it's a weird um it's a weird anxiety to constantly walk around with and it comes out i've noticed that a lot of times because a lot of black men aren't taught to vocalize their emotions or really you know pinpoint this is how i feel it always comes out as aggression or it comes out through violence and then you wondering why this dude is up here shooting niggas and beating people up is because he's broken and no one has ever taught him how to facilitate those feelings so it's only going to come out as anger or as aggression or he's going to do something to harm somebody because no one ever sat him down and be like yo bro it's okay to feel this way so it's it's tough but i do appreciate you know yourself and there are other people who are trying to open those conversations to let black men know um it's okay to feel that way and the one thing i do admire a about black women is y'all caught on to that shit quick y'all was like nah fuck that we're gonna create the safe space we're gonna talk about our feelings we're gonna work through this together as a community and y'all were able to propel yourselves and for us for black men we're getting there is just much slower because we have our own you know ego and just stupid philosophies that we were ingrained with that kind of hold us back to hold us back from elevating to that level of we can have our own safe space we can properly protect black women we can properly be spokespeople for our community without someone realizing we're a bozo 10 years or five years down the line so it's a it's a process it's a process yeah but i love the evolution i'm not gonna lie like i just love being able to witness like the call back to greatness that is the black black man experience mm -hmm. like and i'm starting to see it more and more every day even in personal conversations that i have with the black men that i know in my life mm -hmm. and it's just like okay so like how are you doing you know like oh you know like the you get more in tune with like the feelings and i feel like those are what we we need as black women mm -hmm. and I feel like love is starting to become a thing again. <laughs> love is actually really fucking cool. Yeah, like it's love really is starting mad to become cool. a thing again. And black love, even that is like, it's just beautiful because you have to overcome so many societal odds just to really be in love. And then you have the, just like, I love it. I love to see the evolution. I know it's going to take a lot more work. You Absolutely. Know? I know it's going to take a lot more work because it has to be like black people have to start going to therapy. Like we all have to start going to therapy, you know? That's a fact. Yeah. Like we have to start talking about our emotions, creating safe spaces within ourselves. Even something like this, like that guy was mentioned earlier, like the 85 South show is so raw because I love when men are just able to speak freely. Like, mm. I mean, y'all do be saying some wild shit, but like, say some wild shit. <laughs> but like y'all able to speak freely and it's like the brotherhood. It's so good to see brotherhood. Like, it really is and and that part like the women we take them same principles and we like okay so you know like let's create our sisterhood like yeah. let's do this like let's let's start taking care of ourselves more like and, and i and i think that's that is going to propel us towards more love because each gender is creating those safe spaces to talk to each other and then when they interact with the opposite gender we are now approaching it differently 
yeah. with more um what's the word I'm looking for with more care yeah with more is is we understand how delicate each other are so yeah. we're not approaching each other so aggressively and having those combative moments that often end up um bad for all parties involved well I mean the generational curses they're being broken I, I, they're being I, broken I agree we, with that we as, well. as individuals one thing I you know like I focus on is raising the collective consciousness of the people like mm-hmm. I said like I could sit here and I could speak to you textbook all day you mm-hmm. know but I can't like I can speak love as well like how like you know like let's work on you you know what I'm saying let's work mm-hmm. on you as an individual and then when you go back to society you're making those changes you're yeah. making those those changes at the workspace wherever you go like I say that about Zion Park like even though it's a community like we're building community you'll see somebody who's involved with zion park anywhere like there it's not like it's like a second identity that you can take on to know that you have a community like it's inclusive all inclusive to all marginalized communities everywhere like people that need a safe space our um our slogan is is like sit but it's solidarity inclusivity and transparency nice so it's like you know if you feel like you have been discriminated or made alienated by any part of society, like you have a safe space here because I know you're going to connect with somebody that relates to you. So like it, and with that collective manifestation and us coming together and thinking good thoughts Mm -hmm. all together. And Mm -hmm. like we're having events and conversations that are just putting this energy out. It's going to, those generational curses are going to be broken. And I feel like even though the craziness of these last decade has been just so wild, I feel like it's also giving birth to something that's going to be completely brand new because now even our kids right. are not settling for it. It was just a protest in Newark for against the school system that the kids, they just walked out of school. Like, okay, we're not going to do that. I think even I like, um, so it's like, they're not taking it no more. Like nobody's going to take it anymore. And the world is just opening up for us to actually become better if we take full advantage of that energy right now you know like mm-hmm. don't get left behind i mean i that's that's super dope and i think with spaces like zion park people tend to be better in society when they know they have a space that they can call home yeah where they know they have a space where they are fully accepted flaws and all and they could just be themselves and they can just relax and rest and recharge to go back out into the world. Right. So I think spaces like yours are important because we have been without those spaces for so long. Or when we had those spaces, they weren't properly taken care of or they were um, broken from outside forces or inside forces, depending on what they are. And um, I think it's, it's imperative that we keep spaces like Zion Park open so people can just go and be themselves yeah. and not think about the stress of the world because that shit is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So I'm I'm very happy that you have um taken this taken this journey and and understanding that it's bigger than you. Yeah. So that's that's, that's that's dope that's dope (laughs) how do you you know with with this level of responsibility um how do you relax how do you recharge and i like and i'm asking that because i always i 
you can ask Nev, I asked him the same thing because it's always interesting to me when I talk to people who are so invested in the community who literally give their all to the community. And, it's, and for me, it's like, well, what do you have for yourself? Because if you're giving your all to the community, once you're spent, who's going to do your job? Yeah. I felt that. Um, I really did feel, feel, feel that. And um, it's really like a, a call. Like, my heart feels more at home, like, when I'm working within the community. Like, mm -hmm. when I drive up and down the streets and I see people, like that are homeless or living underneath the bridges or like if I hear Pete's stories like my heart really does cry like mm -hmm. sometimes feels like I wear the weight of the world on my shoulders but I honestly have a very strong faith okay. I have a very strong faith and I have a very strong connection with God and the most high and I feel like he's who really keeps me balanced and keeps me in tune mm -hmm. um, I pray a lot I journal a lot. I cry a lot. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Like I want everybody to cry more. <laughs> no, for real. I really do. I really do. I just, I take the time to let it out. I'm a very, like, expressive person mm -hmm. when it comes to my emotions. So if I do feel like I'm burnt out, I will let you know good. that I'm not going to, I'm not doing this. <laughs> good. I'm not doing it. But I say in, in terms of taking care of myself, I really do take that time to, like, stay spiritually connected so that I can be a better individual myself because I have to practice what I preach. Absolutely. So if I'm going out here teaching about self-love and self-care and community and stuff like that, I need to be right within myself or once again. I become a hypocrite so right. like I have to I have to do the necessary work on myself so I'll take that time that I need but so it's not going to be a story a couple weeks from now that you a scammer or something like that right because that happens it, it depends what I was scamming for a second <laughs> <laughs> It depends, you know. I ain't got that money when you get it. We ain't gotta say all that on the mic. I'm just making sure. Like, no, I'm, I'm just joking. No, sure. no, 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 never, 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 never. No, because never. that is. I mean, I'm joking, but I'm like half serious because there are. I I have a big problem with that. Like, I take personal offense to community leaders who put themselves in these positions to fuck over the community. Right. Like I take personal offense to that, and I'm not accusing you of anything. So don't place um but it's just i guess i'm saying this to whoever is listening i want our community leaders just like yourself to be more cognizant of that fact that your job is to help the community right. not the other way around yeah you shouldn't be promoting yourself to be this highfalutin whatever whatever and you driving a bins and your community is still burnt out like, I, I have a serious problem with that. Yeah, I'm most selective who I work with in terms of organizations, too. Mm -hmm. um, because I have seen that. And I kind of coined the term, like, cloutivist. Mm. Like, you really... Like I'm I stealing that, by the way. Like, for real, for real. Because I've... Oh, especially if you've been doing this for a minute. Like, I was probably started doing, like, organi organizing people um to, like, for social change since I was, like, 15. Mm. Like really doing a lot of that work so like i've seen the people come and go i've seen and then also too i've grown up i grew up in a church mm -hmm. so where did i see it firsthand like oh, yeah. leaders like just yeah. being completely like yeah the pastor be wilding sometimes wilding like 
Pastor Deacon, Uncle Saints, and friends, they all be wilding. All be wilding. <laughs> they all be wilding. So I became very like aware of that. Like that's why I said last year when I realized that we was just getting a whole bunch of clout and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I really was ready to just shut it all down because I'm like, this is not what I want. This is not what I. That's this is not what it needs to happen. Like I will like when I see that is any part of it is being tainted or corrupted because we are dealing with such a vulnerable group of people mm-hmm. like they're not going to trust us just because we out here with food and music and all that stuff like they're not going to really think that this is a program that's doing what they need to do thank you and i'm glad you said that <laughs> because you motherfuckers who come to the hood twice a year to hand out hot dogs aren't doing <laughs> shit all right we sick of y'all and fuck y'all because y'all not doing nothing Y'all put a bouncy house in the middle of the street for the kids, and then all of a sudden you think you're doing something for the community. Fuck out of here. I'm sorry, I just had to go. Nah, that's real shit. That's real shit. Oh, yeah, like, that's real shit. And, like, it really frustrates the fuck out of me because, like, I feel like I would be way further ahead if I was on that type of time because it's very easy to scale it's, it's very easy to get away with shit like that absolutely it, like it's very very easy and then add being a female on top of that so like yo misogyny is real especially within like a community like this like you over here teaching i love black women but like you just want to organize with me because you like you think i'm cute or something like that okay <laughs> thank you 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 we stumbled on to a great point as a black woman in this space how do you deal with that how do I deal with it? I gotta be the head nigga in charge. I gotta be the toughest <laughs> bitch in the room. Like, no funny shit, for real, for real. <laughs> That's real. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because because I have seen that. Like, I've seen community leaders, and I wanna say your name, but I'm a chill, who put themselves in these positions just to talk to women. Yeah, no, it's real. So it's like, for you, someone who, who has pure intentions in doing this, you know, running into those men or women because you know shit is crazy out here um who want to misuse you for their own personal reasons like are you how are you able to navigate that i mean like you said you you the head head nigga in charge i salute that 100 percent. is there like do you see it when it's coming do you like shut shit down immediately like how do you navigate that how do I navigate it for real for real? I like I got a strong collective of black men behind me. Good. Okay. And I feel like that's really what the balance is. Um, for real for real. Like and then of course like I'm also in a relationship, so it helps too. Um Shout out to Black Love. Yeah, like he, Shout out to Black Love. He really don't play about none of that shit. Yeah. And but like even before like I had met him with like my brothers, like you can mess with me if you want to and i say this on the radio like or Mm -hmm. on the podcast like you can mess with me if you want to but just know like it's not gonna be like i will shut it down right then and there Mm -hmm. but like if i see that you're being disrespectful the next time i show up it's gonna be with a whole bunch of dreadheaded niggas like and like you're just gonna have to do that like how you do it you have have to catch the fade for the whole block like and i really I, i really have put myself in such a safe space with these black men like with my brothers and they really protect me and they put me on game too like a lot of times like you know you be a little bit more more naive to certain things but it's like okay no naomi like this person does not is not good for you like they're like stop like i really do be asking them like how do you feel about this how do you feel about that because like it's just one one woman surrounded by 10 men that are like actually trying to protect her right like it 
it helps and i feel i feel like i realized that real early like even nevin is one of them like like if i feel like you doing some shady or you trying to be like on some weird shit we're gonna call in to check real quick because if it's not me it's gonna be somebody else and then you have a victim like because i'm not gonna play that i don't i don't mix like work and business ever so like or work in the work that i'm doing within the community because it's just not it's not good like so uh long story short watch your mouth when you're talking to naomi that's what she's trying <laughs> to say just watch your mouth be respectful and if you want to host an event go through the proper channels don't be in her dm acting crazy because her man or her brothers will allegedly do something to you allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. just in, just in case the police are listening allegedly allegedly, allegedly. but um i'm super glad that you have that because um that also works in the reverse when you have like i'll speak for myself like i have a bunch of black women around me who keep me on yeah. my square you know what i'm saying who put me on game like look watch out for this oh she's hitting you because she wants this just yeah. be careful you know what i'm saying so i think i feel like everyone needs to have that as a woman is you i'm glad you have those those black men around you and if you're a man you need to have women around you or men around you who are who have your best interests at heart because it helps you navigate this world much easier to have that support system to have that safety net to always that you always know that they're going to hold you down no matter what yeah and trust your intuition yeah I have like that's one of my major prayers is really to have discernment between like what's right and what's wrong or like what path I should go down what path I shouldn't go down because it's like I feel like things that really become easy and like as hands out and stuff like that that's the shit that you gotta watch sometimes like mm-hmm. if I feel like it's a little bit too easy like I don't know like yeah when they too nice or they be like oh my god I love your your, your organization I love what you do here's this that and third you're like wait, wait, wait a minute you wanna give me what you wanna help me do what yeah. you gotta start checking credentials and backgrounds and car facts and all of that because it's 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 a lot of shadiness going around and mm-hmm. to your point earlier about like you gotta watch who you stand next to I, I think that is in the, that is a very important point that I feel like a lot of organizations need to realize because the um, exterior often looks very shiny looks very clean it looks like they're doing something great for the community until you look into it and then you realize the founder is skimming money off the top yeah but that's why I say you have to let the fruit speak. Like, let people talk about you and good. Like, like let what other people say speak for you. Like, or let somebody who's like been touched, like your their life has been like changed because of what you're doing. Like, let that speak for you. Let let that speak for you. Don't don't. It's like it's easy to get into a room, right? And be like, yeah, like I do X, Y, and Z, and I did this, that, and the third community right. project. Because anything could be considered a community project, honestly. Like if you sat out there on the corner and you just spoke into a microphone, like a <laughs> for an hour, yeah, that, that you could break that down as a community project. Yeah, shout out, shout out to all my black Israelites that be screaming yeah, at yeah, all yeah, the white yeah, people. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. You gotta fuck with it though. But yeah, like, word. But I just, I be like, you know, that's you can consider that community work too. So it's like let's really define what the scope of this looks like Mm -hmm. like and i just be like okay well ask somebody else what i do and like let them see like what they say Mm -hmm. 
and if they're able to say what i would say then that's how you know like it's actually really making an impact like you have to be able to relate to people right that's like what Dirk said he's like you gotta relate all angles like that's a fact you gotta you gotta relate to people so like i got people that could like really tell me like moments where they feel like either the organization or the work that we're doing like really was awesome like I was really like changed by what the fuck happened mm-hmm. and I'll be like then that's that's what I want you know like the money and all that stuff all that stuff I work okay. like I work I also you know have other like business endeavors and stuff like that mm-hmm. so have a bigger scope for how everything is gonna be but like when it comes purely to like Zion Park and this organization I can say that honestly like it has not benefited me monetarily in any way well, like because, if anything because <laughs> like, I, I you know, especially with um, the recent news of how BLM and a lot of their founders were using money for nefarious or personal means. Like, like I was saying earlier, like that is something that is for whatever reason is skipped over. Like just they get into these positions and they just be like, oh, well, I'm going to go buy three mansions. Right. I'm going to go buy the new Benz truck. I was like, fam, you were supposed to be doing this for the community while you have six chains on you're not a rapper what are you doing but it happens off the back of the community that you said that you wanted to help yeah and then all of our credibility and everything that we worked hard for yeah it just shatters like (laughs) it shatters nobody's gonna respect that now and then all the cause and like black lives matter i even struggled a little bit well a lot with the black lives matter movement um and like just other organizations that's why i say i'm very careful mm-hmm. like the organizations that i work with because you want to name them we could talk some shit you i name mean them? like no nah, no nah, i'm joking I'm to, don't don't name anybody <laughs> don't know i don't want to start no beef i'm joking this is 4k talking shit do not answer that question but proceed <laughs> but shit nah it's cool it's cool it's cool it's cool it's cool because like i said like i just be very careful because i don't I don't I don't know what type of time you're you're on like mm-hmm. and it's just you know it, especially when it comes to like ideology and like teaching giving people hope hope can really become a drug okay. and it could be something that's just put in the wrong hands can become a, a villainous superpower like mm-hmm. like I think um my good brother Frankie called people hope pushers or hope dealers or something like that right something like that like people are really out here hustling hope like for real from the pulpits yep. to the street corners yep. <laughs> to like the politicians desk they ho- hustle and hope <laughs> it's all one big hustle yeah so it's 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 good that you have an organization like yours who is really trying to keep it rooted in the community and keeping that and keeping the idea of being rooted in the community at the forefront of the work that you do yeah like I'm very happy with that. I'm glad that you're doing that. We need much more of that because I've seen it firsthand. Like it's people, scary out here. yeah, it's scary. It really is. And people get a little bit of clout, and all of that goes out the window. So for you to to have that constantly in the front of your mind is 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 I respect that a lot. It's a conviction. It's like because some people are. Some people can do the work, but it takes other individuals that are actually called mm-hmm. to do the work. And I really truly believe that God has put me on this planet for me to do what I'm doing right now. 
and I know with that hope and that security that I will be taken care of like in essence I really do want to be a doctor I want to be um uh like a medical doctor but I want to do it with like holistic healthcare, like mm-hmm. naturopathy and stuff like that that's my long-term vision I want to be an oncologist okay so everything that's like lined up that's a cancer doctor everything that's lined up right now is really just bringing me to that point right like, that's going to be the point where i'm really like okay yeah but like along this journey i just feel like you know i'm being put in these positions where now i could be like a doctor but not necessarily a medical doctor but like you know like i'm treating these social problems or i'm working with any social problems so i feel like it's just taking a little steps to my calling so you're like <laughs> so you're naturally a healer yeah you know for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say it like too too often out loud, but like yeah, I do believe that like I was gifted with the ability to heal, um, and I do know that I get it from my mom because my mom had uh, cancer twice mm. and she survived. She's sixty six, still kicking. Shout out to her. <laughs> like for real, for real. And once I really was like, you know what? I really feel like I and, and I was like really her doctor growing up. Mm-hmm. I was really young. Like I said, I had lost my dad, so I was really the one taking care of my mom until she left. Like I was really her doctor, giving her needles, everything. That's when I really found the passion for medicine. And then like I saw my mom heal herself, mm-hmm. and I was always praying for that same ability. But she was also still working in the community, like doing everything that I'm doing now, pretty much. But just on a like back then mm-hmm. and. That was when I was like, yeah, you know, like, I really believe that God has given me the gift to heal, like, whether it's through conversation or through the work that I do, like, that's how I know the work for Giant Park will always be genuine, because it's always going to be from my ability to heal first, and then give that to the people that I encounter. That's super dope. That's super dope. What, what are your vision? What is your vision for Zion Park this year? I'm not going to go too far in the future. But this year, what is your vision for Zion Park? This year, um, I really want to focus on the socioeconomic disparities um, that are in the city of Newark. Mm-hmm. Because the long run, right, the effective, the effective point for Zion Park is to increase social mobility. Right. Right. So, like, that's the goal. So, basically, like, Zion Park is, like, the experience. Like, this is my hypothesis. I feel like if we have this event space or whatever, we have this cultural hub in the middle of the city, X, Y, and Z will happen. So, I truly believe that social mobility and bridging the gap between the socioeconomic disparities will be solved through this this project. So, for this year, I really want to encourage more black businesses and more black organizations or more local businesses and local organizations Mm -hmm. to really become invested into the community Mm -hmm. that way we can begin to bridge the socioeconomic gap like the the bridge like start to increase social mobility because it's like you're climbing up this ladder so yeah like you can it could be possible that you can actually stay here but like the citizens will be growing with the city so my goal really is to continue to tackle it at three fronts right we're going to tackle it with um distributing resources but not just distributing resources i really want to form it so that zion park is like the bridge between organizers and organ organizations and organ and community projects so like community organizers and community projects will be the gateway like zion park will be the one that's networking and connecting all of these people Mm. um just like I said, like a big checks and balances. It would be a check and balance also for these community workers as well as for um, the government in the city, right? 
So I'm looking to really still connect with more community organizers and put them in the right place because if I can give the clothes and the resources to someone that's already doing the work mm-hmm. and like we collect everything and then we put we give it to them, it's like why would I want to sit here and do the same thing that you're gonna do? Like that's that's the thing. It's right. like why do I want to sit here and instead of helping you grow and building up, you know, like your platform and your inventory, mm-hmm. why would I just do something else on the same exact day at the same exact time? Like when we can just have a bigger program together. Like, so that's really the goal is to like really support these local organizations and these local businesses um, so that we can get into it. And also, I look forward to investing in our youth this summer. Um, Like, I want to put like a little like bug in your ear, but I'm working on this project now that is going to connect um, like our young athletes Mm -hmm. with some of these big like these clothing brands that are coming out of jersey because jersey is popping right now jersey is on and popping shout out to jersey like <laughs> we on and popping so i really want us to begin to capitalize off of that that culture like mm-hmm. let's actually you know because this this culture like i said it's almost like the what's it from wakanda what was the special stuff of vibranium yes it's really like that like our culture is really that it's really our superpower like if we can begin to like effectively monetize off of this but put it in the right hands of the right people Mm -hmm. as well as you know kind of like creating our own economy and having this trickle down effect that like we can begin to put like a social insurance I'm very big on social capital. Social capital is very, like, it's real. If we can believe in cryptocurrency, we can really believe in social capital, like. For those who don't know, including me, what is social capital? So social capital really is, okay, say for example, this is how I can explain it. Physical capital is like money, you feel me? Like, it's how much dollars you have in your pocket. Social capital is how expansive your network is like your social reach like how able how who you're able to perfect example right one thing that they do when it comes to tracking schools tracking the tracking program within our um our education system right Mm -hmm. is they will put those kids that have more cultural and social capital um ahead of those other of those other students right because it's when the teacher asks you hey what did you do over summer and this kid is saying oh i went to the museum of modern art and my mom took me there like i i went to california though those kids have more cultural capital meaning they're mm-hmm. more accultured within society or they they have larger networks of people that they know like oh yeah my dad went golfing with donald trump mm-hmm. those, those those that social capital like these things that um just like you're so am i explaining that right like no no it's, way, it's, like, it's socialized like it's not what you know it's who you know yeah it's not what you know it's not who you know it, it's who you know it's not how much money you have in your pocket but like because you know x y and z person you can mm-hmm. make that much money yeah. like you have you know, resources the, yeah you have okay. the resources okay right social capital also exists now because we have instagram we have how many followers do you have like you we see p- people that make whole instagram businesses that literally just exist on instagram have them just be bots though yeah but but like some of them really do be real people like fair enough fair but enough social capital is really powerful right but the thing is though let's break that big concept down let's bring it down to like the trenches like you have a mother of three kids single mother of three kids who wants to work and like work their up their social mobility like they want to mm-hmm. get their life together right mm-hmm. but the thing is she can't afford daycare she doesn't have a ride to work and then she's living in the Westwood of Newark where it's virtually jobless. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing there. So what is she going to need? Like, 
she's going to need like these social things like that are going to allow for them to allow for her to exist within society like you're going to need connections with somebody who know you can get into daycare you're going to need reliable transportation and stuff like that so it's like you the idea behind zion park is really to be that bridge like okay so you can come and you can get these resources like we'll we'll partner up with the local daycare see like it, it goes back to the businesses because ah, what i want to okay. do is get with these businesses okay. because these like i can bring more money because ensure that you have consistent clientele mm-hmm. and then we can ensure that this mother single mother of three is being taken care of so like we would you know like establish some type of working relationship with the daycares be that middleman and then bring the resources to the people. It's really important that we create our own economy or take advantage or or take yeah, like take advantage of the economy that we have within these local like inner cities because mm-hmm. it really is lucrative, but we're just not looking at it with the right lens. But these gentrifiers they are. So we need to put on them same glasses Facts. and understand where we can invest our social capital, physical capital and cultural capital um, into our communities for referral. That's dope. I gotta check my social capital record, see see where I'm at. It's not a Yeah, I got some stock in social capital. For real, it's a real thing. It's a real thing in sociology, but it's not mm. really a real thing within society. But I just feel like as us morphing into this more digital age, you're gonna see how effective it is. And they're not gonna wanna put a word to it, but you could tell Naomi, you can say back like yeah, like But they I do have, have a word for it. It's huh? called influencer. Yeah. Influencer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little contrived at this point because you can buy ten thousand followers and call yourself an influencer and people will believe you. So that's not really uh, it's it's sleight of hand, so to speak. But for by your definition, that's what people are. They're social influencers to be like, hey, do you know Zion Park? Oh, you you need some help with X, Y, and Z? Go see the people at Zion Park and they can help you. Yeah. You know, like if someone with 10,000, 15,000 X amount of followers says if y'all need food, daycare music lessons, if y'all need a summer camp for y'all kids go go to Zion Park and they can give you everything you need yeah, so that is going to like these large corporations right, now like right. where you're not seeing the effective change like it needs to be a community based program right. that allows for that kind of like channel Right. between the grant money and like what's happening within the city straight down to the hands of the people um, yeah, and I think you and I think with Zion Park kind of center, mm, words, centering themselves in that streamline or center, centering themselves in that, that workflow allows things to transition easier because instead of uh, in your scenario instead of the mother stressing out about you know where I'm going to put my kids now they have a resource to go to. They have somewhere physical they can actually go to and and will get help. Yeah. So that's that's very important. That's very important. Yeah. And that's all by connecting the organizations. Right. Like, because like I said, we have too many resources already. People just don't know about them. But it's like, if you can, um, I'm not going to sit here and do the repeated work when you already have, you're looking for people to come to your organization. You're looking for more work. Like, it would just be very, like, I don't, like, that's, that's another thing going back to the cultivist. It's like, do you really have a mission or do you, are you just trying to be a power, like, using this as a, as a power play? Like, are you... 
don't know. It's people really be sick in the head. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. But it's connecting. Right. It's connecting these people with these organizations. So like coming to Zion Park itself, mm-hmm. you're not gonna um have like you know see the women's resources that you need or whatever. But we have ways to get you to the Shawnee Baraka Women's Resource Center that's already fully functional in right. York, and then you can go and you can do what you need to do or like you know connecting you with this person and that person or but that's why it really is the focus on the local like mm-hmm. i used to want to change the world <laughs> and then i realized like the world is everybody that i can touch feel and see that's a fact. like i don't know i don't know the rest of the world but mm-hmm. i do know who the people that i encounter with on a daily day basis so that is the world that i want to change fact. so it's like with that being said we just gotta stay local, stay local, stay local. Invest in your local. That's why I really wanna say this to the businesses: uh-huh. like, start thinking beyond an LLC. Start thinking into your S corps and your C corps. Start thinking about investors. Start thinking about ways that you can invest. Start thinking about ways that you can partner up with nonprofits so that you can begin to actually look at the greater scope of things. Because it's like, you don't have to stay a small business forever, right. but you can also be. A, a business that's invested into your community mm-hmm. and you're buying black blo- buying back blocks mm-hmm. and you're doing like you know what I'm saying like no it's, it's I, I see you know the work that you're doing the work that Zion Park is doing is um for lack of a better word like being a dot connector yeah. connecting those networks of people connecting those businesses to the consumer connecting the consumer to the businesses connecting the artists to the consumer and so on and so forth and with Jersey being the way it is having to your point such an, an immersive culture where we have everything here we need to know each other yeah we do we and that's why I thought it was so important that I was going to do this podcast because um, we were going to start like a podcast portion. Mm-hmm. I was able to connect with some people um, out in um, Irvington where it was like a studio. We were mm-hmm. going to start doing it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I've been following this podcast for a minute. Like, I was, I, I believe I became first acquainted when Nevin was on it like right. last year. And I was like, you know what? This is dope. Like, I became finding myself like an active listener. I'm like, Appreciate this that. is really what I want. You know, like, this is the type of like raw realness that I want to like do. So I'm like, you know what? Let me connect <laughs> with yeah, you. Yeah, because we already doing the work. Yeah, you're already doing, you get, that's exactly what it, like, we're, you're already doing the work. Yeah. So it's like, how can I help? you mm-hmm. like how can i help you for real for real like how can i help you like um but you're here that's how you're helping you know you are sharing your story you're sharing your journey and you know my audience will see it your audience and see it and those audiences will collide so yeah. people who did not know anything about this podcast because of your network will now know and vice versa and that's you know and if i however i can support whether it's putting something up or popping up in that event or whatever you need i'll do that too because you know the only thing that separates our two cities is a bridge yeah but it's the same shit not for real the same exact thing y'all deal with the this (laughs) all the things me and frankie scream about every single episode y'all deal with the same exact thing we just got a black mayor that's the only difference. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. But That's it's the only difference. It's it's the same shit. And I think with for for my 
for why I started this podcast is because there there weren't anyone who looked like me talking about it. Not for real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like all this shit is happening in the hood where I live and no one's saying anything. Right. Everyone is focused on the glitz and glamour downtown and trying to call it Little Manhattan and all this stupid shit. Like, no, that's not where the culture is. That's not what the city actually looks like. Yeah. So it was just like you felt compelled to be like, no, I, I need to do something for my community. I felt the need to do something for my city. So I'm here every week talking this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's been a wild ride, but um, I love it. I love it. So that's that's how you're helping. Just saying, yes, I'll come on the show. That's how you're helping. Yeah. So I, I truly, genuinely appreciate that. I... um. I love to support people who have a genuine love and intention with the community. I'm saying that's why I reached out to Nev to bring him on because I felt the same way about him. Like I saw it in him and it's like I see it in you where it's just like, you know, y'all just like, nah, we, we, we doing something. We're not taking this shit anymore. Yeah. So I really, I really appreciate and then you being younger it's just I, I'm that shit just makes me feel great because it's like I these the, the, the people a little younger than me really get this shit Word. like they not like our generation like we're kinda we kinda missed the mark to where now we're older now and we're just like man like we see the game for what it is but we didn't take the proper steps to tell yeah. the people under us be like, yo, this is what to look out for. But your your generation gave us Kanye West. I mean, well, <laughs> that's that's mixed reviews, but <laughs> your generation, you know. your generation. I'm not gonna lie, it, it really is steps and turns because you really are like about like my brother's age. Mm-hmm. My brother is probably one of my biggest influences. Like when it just comes to like me wanting to like deal more of like the culture or whatever and like music for real, for real music. Mm-hmm. Um. So like seeing like that being up under him like why yeah like I admire the generation before like y'all generation was fire you really gave us a lot to work with you feel me like y'all was like really the hard headed pioneers that said yeah. that we are just gonna start doing things differently like we're gonna be alternative we're gonna embrace the alternative culture yeah. like we're gonna do this that and the third like I fuck with it no nah, and I appreciate that and I just what I what I like about the generation under mine is y'all are just like, all right, cool. I like what y'all did. Now we're going to take it a little further. Yeah. Like y'all generation is really like... I mean, we took it a little off the wall. <laughs> like, no, yeah, y'all just yeah. <laughs> went completely left, but I like it though because it's just like, nah, we in the streets, we yelling at you white people, we, we tearing shit up, we making noise because fuck that. I like that. I like that. Like, okay, so I grew up... Shout out to my OG, my mother. My mother raised me and my brother to be like militant you know what i'm saying like to be very prideful of who you are know who you are read as much as you can but dealing with all these other outside circumstances for me personally i never took the opportunity to be like no i'm gonna make a change until i got to this point Mm -hmm. what i'm noticing now is that y'all are coming to this point much quicker Y'all are like fresh out of college, like nah, fuck that. We about to tear some shit up. It's been too long. That's why. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I appreciate y'all having that that intensity, because 
my generation got to it a little too late. Yeah. So like we still have it, but it's not we can't necessarily um activate it as much as your generation can cuz you know, we got kids and shit. I got to get to work in the morning. So I can't be out here protesting with y'all all night. You know what I'm saying? I got to go and feed the baby. You know what I mean? I still got to pay these bills. But y'all are just like, nah, fuck that. We're going to be out here all night. I'm calling the mayor 40 times. We're going to get something changed. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, we're, shout out to the people that's doing it for real, for real. Yeah, shout out to the people that's doing it for real, for real. So if, if you know, if I can help in any way with whatever you need, um, please let me know because I, you have my support. Yeah, I just got... I got big plans for everybody like even like walking into the studio and stuff like this now like whether it's me just speaking positive affirmations into your life and like to the success of the podcast and, yeah, like, give us some positive studio. affirmations i need yeah, that just like a little bit but like i just see um you know like you just being so abundantly blessed like i see you like on tv and like you Don't know like really like doing Don't me like that. <laughs> not for real for real like actually being building your platform up like i said like it, it's the truth because i'm speaking into existence so like appreciate that. you know like however far you want to take this and even beyond like your wildest expectations i do believe that you truly will be blessed with that because it's like you know like like i said it's also genuine people connecting with genuine people right. like um i don't take the things that i say or that i do lightly mm -hmm. because i truly believe in everything that i that i'm doing so like just even being given me the opportunity to have literally my like, my first interview for real for real mm -hmm. when it came to zion park oh, i just feel like we lit yeah we lit <laughs> we the first shout out to the footage stress podcast we the yeah, first you bitch real, you from my own individual like yeah. i just feel like you're just gonna be blessed off the strength of that like you really did give me an opportunity to come out my comfort zone oh, so like Damn. all of this Thank you know you. that's what i'm saying like i do see it i see it like you hear that frankie we fucking lit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I speak nothing but peace, like prosperity and positivity into Thank like everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I really appreciate that. Oh man. I'm out go home and write these manifestations <laughs> down. You know what I'm saying? Um, before we get out of here, I always ask all of my guests, what are you listening to? Dirt. <laughs> That's it? You just listen to the dirt? Like no, it's like no. What am I listening to for real? For real? What am I listening to? I listen to a lot of music. Okay. I love music. I love music. I love to sing. I'm a singer, right? I'm listening to like I'm not gonna lie, that Dirk album do out the streets right now. But like I really am tuned in to like I don't know what am I listening to? Like like I listen to a lot of her, a lot of G Herbo. Okay. Um, you a fucking gangster on the low. <laughs> damn she said dirt g herbo that's nothing but shooting a drug but i grew up listening to wait i grew up listening to them i was okay. since i was like in 10th okay. grade okay like, that's, for fair. Real, for that's real. fair that's fair um what else do i be listening to i definitely got that new um i guess for the ladies that new scissor album i mean not scissor summer walker album okay um i've been listening to this lonardale song called vibrate higher that's been putting me in a good space okay um what else? I've been listening to a lot of old school Beyonce lately. Shout out to the queen. Yeah. A lot of Lauryn Hill always, mm -hmm. just to keep me back. Jasmine Sullivan, she did her thing on hotels. Yes, shout out to her. So, we get a little bit of that. Um, I don't know. I listen to a lot. I'm just looking through all of this. Like, I listen to a lot of, like, 
in like underground music like sometimes i just put youtube on play okay and, like just listen to a lot of those local artists as for my city what am i listening to i'm always tuned in with jersey club always listening to yeah. that boy dj panic yeah. always listening yeah. to Shout out the jersey club <laughs> always listening to it um like jitty and stuff like that and as for like rappers my boy jay wonder he did a couple performances at zion park okay he would he just dropped his album today and actually like my my old producer that got like my tag on his little producing tag mm -hmm. he got a feature on that song on okay. that album so that's fire like jersey really do be doing this thing i do listen to a lot of music from jersey like what's that like bundles he another rapper from Newark that's coming up so like Okay. Just put, just put it on yeah, shuffle. I gotta, I gotta get tapped into the North music scene. I know I got, I got people out there, I got loved ones out there, but I haven't been out there in a minute, so I gotta start coming. What? Fuck with North a little bit. It's just across the bridge. It's just you right. It's right across the bridge. Well, bro. I hope like, well, I'm working on like, like I said, a little event. It's gonna be on Juneteenth, right? Okay. So like, I'm hoping that um that well like the organizer that i have for it on the teams he's mm -hmm. from jersey city okay so i'm hoping to even make that a jersey city north connection too man like, just send an addy we there like for real, send for a real. goddamn addy we are there but um shout out all your social media handles where they can send zion park some money to, to keep funding all of the dope shit y'all doing shout out all your or your um social medias Okay. So we're going to do it real quick. Right? We're going to do it for the one time. So you got at Zion Park NJ, mm -hmm. right? That's that's the organization page. My um, handle on Instagram is at I am Naomi Ruth. I am N-A-O-M-I-R-U-T-H. Mm -hmm. Um and then I have a couple a couple other ones to shout out that we doing some work with. Shout out at What's the Wave, New Jersey, mm -hmm. at Black the Brand. And at the Black Wall Street, those are all of our sister organizations that we're gonna be working with closely this this um this summer. I, I am Deja Monet. That's another person that I work very closely with. Mm. Um, and yeah, just I feel like I said that, but definitely at Zion Park NJ. Yes. If you wanna look, get more involved in everything that we're doing. Um, just stay tuned, stay tapped in with the page. But I, I also have a volunteer link application because what we are about to do right now is about to get out there in that park and yep. we actually actually beautify it for um, more events and stuff like that. If you're looking to get in contact with us to have an event, um, please, you can DM the page. But we also have an event registration application that's in the link of our bio um stay tuned for like more podcasts well we're gonna well, i hope to have you on mine like shit but like stay listen man just hit me i'm there i'm there for more videos and just more content and just us doing more of the tangible work that you'll be able to see in the community and yeah thank that was beautiful thank you naomi shout out to you i again truly appreciate everything that you're doing in the community shout out to zion park but in the meantime, in between time, follow the show on everything. Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow at Ivy's Tico on IG for your herbal needs. You can follow at So What Game CEO on IG for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the dojo on IG at the dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, and um prosperity for the stress because yep. we gonna make it word mm -hmm. to jada and styles <laughs> you heard
Naomi, thank you, beloved. Thank you. I appreciate you deeply. Again, whatever you need, just hit me. And um, same goes vice versa. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But thank you again. This was super duper dope. Um, yeah, man. And that's it. Frankie, turn this shit off. <laughs> oh man. That was fun. I'm Tyler. I need to smoke this stuff. Appreciate you. That was good. Can I light it? You can do better than that.